March 28, 2010, it's a lot from Pedro's show.
Uh, a lot from Pedro Show. Started off with uh, Nature Boy by John Coltrane. Billy Strayhorn wrote that. Maybe yeah, yeah. Close. yeah. Billy Strayhorn wrote that for Mr. Duke Ellington. But uh, that's John Coltrane with his classic quartet covering it. And then we heard Cloud Forest, The Little Owl by Seven Fields of Aphilon, which is a half of uh, tobacco. And I saw tobacco Friday night in Orange County. And it was very good. Kind of funky sound, but that place used to be called Club Mesa. I guess it had a bunch of names, but I played there in the 90s. It's called Club Detroit now. And it's kind of where the cuckoo's nest used to be. They they leveled that. It's oh, not even a cowboy steakhouse. Yeah, some like plumbing hardware supply. Wow. Last time I was there, I saw Black Flag. Cuckoo Nest? Yeah. Yeah, we played there a few times. Oh, with the voice you're hearing, this is our guest day, John Blazing. Welcome, John. And we're in guest quarters here. We're not at Brother Matt's. We're at Skipper Jeff's. And not on the boat, but as uh, yeah. his landlocked dock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dry dock. Yeah. yeah. You don't bring the boat up in here, but it's like his land boat. Yeah. Although it's got one of the rooms done up like a... Yeah. I, I felt like I'm on a ship. I haven't, shown, I haven't shown you that room yet. It's in yeah, the you back. should check that out. Yeah, because oh, yeah. uh, a cat used to live here. Uh, that was a he, he was a commercial fisherman, and uh, as his family grew, he had a couple of boys come along after he had a daughter, and they put a little tiny addition back in the back room, and it's all knotty pine. They put ships. He put ships bunks in there. Porthole, uh, porthole, oh, and sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Always. so John Blazing, how old were you when I met you? You were a teenager, weren't you? Yeah, I was... Uh, <laughs> oh, I wasn't much more. I was like in early 20s. I was, in, I was still going to San Pedro High School. So um, that's when I met uh, Dennis. And, um, you know, we, we would hang out at Randy's place. Over on uh, what street was it? Seventh uh, Street, Ninth Street, something like that. Yeah, nice. big big party pad, and um, so um, me and Dennis were talking about music, and uh, well, the first time you met him, right? This is the first time. This this is probably like the first or second time. Yeah. So we were. How old on, were you? I was about uh, fourteen or fifteen. Something like that. So you're a Dana, mate. Or where did you just start in Pedro? Wait, wait, what? What school? Oh, school, San Pedro High. Oh, or, or maybe Dana, yeah, yeah you're right. Was maybe Dana. it was Dana. The, yeah. uh, they Walking call it middle school way. now. It was probably Dana, you're right. Not, then those days they called it junior high. Oh, yeah. They don't call that anymore? No. Middle school. My sister teaches, and it's It's, it's called, called middle, middle school. school. Yeah. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I guess they thought Junior was a pejorative or something. Okay. So Dennis used to um, come over to Randy's house, and uh, we had our rock and roll band. We would play um, UFO and Cheap Trick and stuff. And um, Dennis would, uh, he would uh, get into these really heated political debates with, with this one other... Dude, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Some guy from San Pedro High. 
and it would just crack me up. They would really, they and like, they they really liked each other, but they would just be yelling at each other. You know, this this guy was really conservative, and and uh, Dennis was, uh, you know, he was like uh, they were. I don't know what they. Were, I'm not into politics, but they were. They would argue about all this stuff. Yeah. You had to be there. It was just hilarious. <laughs> I can imagine my best friend's 180 degrees from me politically, Todd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so... We, we just, uh, we started getting into it on the way to that Ray Davies concert the other night, and it's like, that's it for the night. You know, we've learned, you know, we talked so Oh, you guys tell Ray Davies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was at that canyon cool. out there in Agoura Hills. Very in- intimate. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Big fan. Yeah. yeah. So uh, me and Dennis started talking about rock and roll and music and stuff. You started and fighting about that? We didn't, we didn't, we never fought about anything. And I was like, you know about... See, well, because people might think because Dee Boone was arguing with that cat over that, he would argue about everything, but he didn't. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. He loved music. Yeah, he sure did. And, um... Maybe so that guy, who was giving who the grief? Was it equal? It was equal, Yeah. Oh, and they loved it. The it was this it was this trippy thing where they were both just they they were having fun and yet arguing and stuff. But they would be yelling at each other. Nineteen seventy eight. So would we were we doing reactionaries? Yeah, the, uh, the reactionaries were. We in, must have just started it then. Yeah, exactly. We started it in seventy eight. Yeah, and um, the first, the um, the very first punk band I ever saw was the Reactionaries. I think and, we were the only punk band in Beaver. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As far as I know, and um, I saw you guys. Uh, I went to a, a a stoner party. It was on. He had a lot of those. Oh yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> And it was like on 19th Street. And uh, so there was a million people there. And I'm like, uh, okay, whatever, man. I had I like... I remember that. Was that Sean Lostimosa's house? Um, that could have so. been. Yeah, I was just in... Sean Lostimosa just passed away. 50 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. John, uh, Joe Boone told me. And... Um, I remember that gig. Really? Yeah. I remember it. Pretty clearly, and um, yeah. So people were kind of bumming on it. They didn't want <laughs> that punk shit. It was stoner dudes, and they liked Hendrix. Oh, and, everybody and in there like Hendrix too, it, but they went on Santana, and they liked this kind Black of Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Want, <laughs> they still had the long hair and the mustaches, right? Well, this is the whole yeah. this the, the whole culture of yeah. as we know it was changing. You know. Yeah. Not so fast in Pedro. (laughs) (laughs) Slow train coming, slow boat coming. Because yeah, it was the same in Seattle. I mean, seventy-seven. I remember that party. We get, but see, it was a trippy thing because Georgie was on the drums, so they didn't really know what to do. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) because he was with these goofy dudes. Yeah, (laughs) that was Georgie because he got rid of his surfboards and shit to go learn drums. Yeah. Oh yeah. They couldn't figure it out why. We he was with us. Well, the thing was, I think that, people figured that we were going to get it, but not him. Well, I the thing people out. The thing was, um, 
So uh, it was like there were so many people there, and I knew about punk rock. I saw this news thing, uh, on, you know, on Channel Two News or whatever, about this thing in England of punk rock, and people are cutting their hair, and uh, this band called the Sex Pistols, the Damned, whatever. And so I knew all about this, and uh, so I went to go see. Uh, I mean, I didn't go to see the reactionaries, but I went to this party, and all these stoners. I was, I had my '70s long hair, my, I had bell bottoms on, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, I was just like looking for a chick, you know, and um, uh, before I knew it, uh, the reactionary, you know, this punk band was started to tune up and started playing, and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell? And uh, <laughs> you know, and every they were they were on fire. You guys, I remember you guys played. Did you know this, Steve Boom was in the band? I, this is before I actually really you know met him, met him, and um, but I knew what was going on, you know. And all these other stoners, they didn't know what they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and uh, these maniacs were on fire, you know, and just. Were there any they other were, bands? Any other bands that night, or was it just these guys? Uh, as far as I know, it was just these it was guys. Just us. Yeah. <laughs> but you drew whatever kind of. Oh, it was a crowd. It was, it was just a party. It was a house party. Pedro it. had a lot of these parties. Where oh, yeah. Would just come. Yeah. Pedro is tons infamous. Yeah. Usually fights. You drinking and fighting. Yeah. But towards oh, yeah. the end, always that was the. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The guys who didn't find the girls would have to fight each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had to come away with something. The girls yeah. are a rare commodity in people. No, there's or... girls, but not. Yeah. not in, there wasn't they more were, girls than guys. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was more guys than girls. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it was like a hundred. Dudes to ended one. up fighting each other at almost every one of these parties, and a lot of times no bands, yeah. just playing music real loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And. Uh, but there, there was a band this night. It was us. Yeah. So we but just I, wanted to play anywhere, and uh, we weren't really brave enough to start asking up in Hollywood to play, even though we were going to the gigs. We were afraid to ask. Yeah. Uh huh. That's why we made that practice tape that turned into the that, that album that Craig Abar just put out. Yeah. And um, but I remember you guys played in the city. Well, yeah, we did a class uh, jam song. Yeah, in the Maybe city. Maybe we did a Clash song too, though. Yeah, you did a. I can't remember what song it was, but you did the Clash, and uh, and I was like, oh, I was just in heaven. I was like, this is this is so cool, and but even though the Stoners, they they uh, at first were like kind of like giving you guys like dirty looks, you know, <laughs> but at the end they you won them over. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if they really dug it or if it was Georgie was there and it was like, well, we better say it's good or something. No, you, they, they dug the energy, you know. Freddie Camacho and all them cap. Freddie was cool people. I, did, I didn't know Freddie. But, yeah, uh, he was cool people. I'm, I graduated in uh, 81, so... Um, so we're five years ahead of you. A little, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, Freddie, I think, was a couple years behind. And then the second... Uh, punk show I saw was not the reactionaries but the Minutemen at Harbor, uh, Harbor College. Seahawks there above the bookstore. 
It was. That's with Frank Tonchi. That sound with George Hurley. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah different the first drummer? two gigs, we had a welder. After the reactionaries, I never in January knew of 80, D. Boone tells me, hey, I want to start another band. Uh-huh. And, uh, let's write some songs. And the whole month of January, we write the first Minutemen songs. And then February, he says he met a, a cat who's got a... important thing was he lived in his sister's backyard, a little house, so mm. he had a place to... To practice. The drums, yeah, we had a big problem with oh, drummers because yeah. no apartments. We always lived in apartments. Absolutely. So it was this welder guy named Frank Tonchi. And so mm. he was in a, a, a band called the Polish Eagle Polka Band. And wow. Uh, yeah, he did polka. <laughs> and, but he had a drum set, he had a practice pad, and D. Boone said, you know, he's a welder. He said, let's play with this guy. Yeah. Georgie had joined a Hollywood band after the reaction. He's called Hey Taxi. Mm. And so... The first two gigs are with Frank Tonchi, and that's... I didn't know that. I did not know that. That's the second gig, what you saw. The first one was at Vanguard Art Gallery up in L.A. with Black Flag. And then this one was with the Gears and uh, it was it was, it was It was the Minutemen, Red Cross. Red Cross was the first band. Then the Minutemen, uh, the Gears, and the Plugs. And the Plugs, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, and then after that gig, now Frank comes to the gig, and he... You look at his drums, so he spray painted SP all over his drums. Mm. I'm like, whoa, this is his nice, you know, Polish Eagle uh, polka band drum set. And you know, what's with he painting? And then he freaked out after the gig and just left his drum set and said, fuck all this shit. And we never saw him again for years. Really? He just ran away, yeah. And that's when we get George Hurley. Why did he freak out? He thought punk was too weird. I yeah. heard a couple of weeks later he had uh, told D. Boone, uh, that, that scene is too weird for me. And I saw him uh, early 90s. Oh, yeah? I saw him again. First time in like 12, 13 years from this, you know, maybe 15 years since this. Yeah. And That's... he told me, you know what? I was stupid. I should have never left. Yeah. <laughs> but he had a freak out. And he just left the drums. Next time I saw those drums, yeah. Rob Henley was playing them in the Derby Crash Band. Oh, yeah? So somehow, yeah, they get the... <laughs> I don't know how it happened. And they still had SP on them, right? They were all painted. I knew those were the drums. Yeah. yeah that a, oh, that's great. It's a trippy scene. How Frank, you know, a very dramatic way of yeah, yeah. saying well, that's, I don't want to play what, anymore. That's what happened at the Clash's first drummer, Terry. Uh, they were throwing so much shit at the Clash that he said, I can't do this. I'm out. And that's when they got Topper, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I don't know. Frank just said the whole scene was too weird and it was a bunch of crazy people and you know always you hear, were right? people starting starting to spit <laughs> you know, that was like kind of weird yeah, so he spit on people I remember going to a gig and spitting on Jella when they first played down yeah, okay. the other mask and having to see the spit on his shoulder the whole night my spit I was you <laughs> so when people spit on me I really didn't have a right to like say oh don't do that because Although I did say that sometimes. In your, uh, we jam a Cono. Hurley, that at the start with. Hurley says on. that you guys, you and Boone kept getting the colds and stuff because you were right up there to catch the loogies. Well, was he it, was back behind. No, was the problem. Yeah. That was part of it. But the thing is, if you play an instrument and have yeah. to sing, you can't put your hands in front of your mouth. Yeah, no, right. right. First you have to yeah, open you your mouth and yes. sing. So that's when the spits come in. Well, that's how Joe Strummer got hepatitis. 
because he was, uh, they were playing a gig and... Spitting down his throat. <laughs> right in his mouth. It happened to me a few times. This is the most gross feeling. <laughs> but I've had all kinds. I've had bags of shit, you know, paper bags and vomit. <laughs> and used rubber. Yeah, yeah, when they rip open on you. I have a lot. So <laughs> yeah. spit, spit was a little minor compared to some of the shit. See, I used to go, uh, you know, I came down here from Seattle in 82 and I started going to clubs. I saw Dead Kennedys at the Whiskey and Girl School oh, was like Sham one 69? of the first, first shows. Oh, Girl School? Yeah, that was the first show I ever saw in LA. Girl School and Motorhead at the Whiskey. Oh my God. So I was like, I mean, like, yeah, get out of here. Coming yes. from Seattle, I, I was saw, like, this I ain't Seattle anymore. Oh, that is, yeah. Just, huh? Well, they're from England anyway. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. But I, I saw Lemmy last night. Really? Yeah, he was, I was asked to do some cameo in a video for Danko Jones and he was part of the two and uh, the little uh, uh, Elijah mm. who's the hobbit Elijah yeah Wood. that, yeah. that cool dude. Cat. yeah yeah he lives in Venice wow I don't think he's from there but yeah, he's a very nice guy but it's like the third time I met Lemmy I still got actually he's Lemmy, very, Lemmy's really cool yeah very much a gentleman yeah he's very cool yeah. yeah, very nice guy. But Motorhead, very aggressive. You know that sound. show at the Whiskey was like yeah. a weeknight. It wasn't even that crowded. You know that was that was mellow. But compared to the, the uh, Dead Kennedy show, that was just a spit fest, man. Was it Dead Kennedys yeah. with yeah. Sham Sixty Nine? Can't remember. You know, <laughs> when pretty... I saw them at the Whiskey, they were opening for Sham Sixty Nine. Oh okay. wow! Because first time I saw what, him, what the Sham Sham Sixty Nine played in Los Angeles? They played the whiskey in the in the Dead Kennedys oh opened up. That's probably oh it God. then. But I, but the I first time I saw no, no, Dead no. Kennedys was at the other mask, and they had the guy with the number. Mm. When the guitar players had the number, yeah, like yeah, 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 twenty five or something, and uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't so much hardcore. It was more like uh, kind of campy. Mm. Yeah. It was good. I spit on Joe and I had to look at him the whole gig with my movie on it. Yeah. So every spit I got on it wasn't like I was some innocent guy. I got it. You got it, you know, especially the crowds were smaller. You, you kind of knew people. I, mean, I didn't live with them, right? You only saw them at the clubs. But the clubs, that those people became like another level of friendship. Yeah. Like you didn't know where they lived or anything, their towns. Yeah. You always saw them. There was a connection there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. They'd be friend. I wouldn't even know their names, maybe, or if yeah. they had names. Yeah, be fake exactly, names. <laughs> exactly. But you knew them because you saw them there every week. The scene was so small. Yeah, yeah. It got very familiar, uh, so you felt safe to pull, go around, and spit and all like that. And, yeah. And when the hardcore came, it got a little more into a lot of fighting, and I didn't know these yeah. younger people so much. They were a lot of them were teenagers, so the scene kind of changed that way. That's when we start playing for them, and yeah. so they're spitting on us. Uh, yeah. That one at the Starwood, I gave it a little grief. I don't know. You know what weirded me out? Because we had a gig here in Pedro at Capone's. There was a little bar on 27th. I kind of remember that. Didn't yeah. you go to one of them? Uh, well, I did not go. It was right here on a Pacific and uh, maybe 24th. It's hmm. like some like... I remember. I kind of remember. I think a clothes store now or a beauty salon. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, like but it was, it was a whole James. bunch of bars. It was No, no. It's oh. further south of that. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was the the Blue Viking and the Three Bs. It had a bunch of names. The the the, the oh, story okay, was some there. lady was murdered on the roof, so it always was going to have bad luck. But this was the yeah. last incarnation of a bar, and the guy went, I think Jesus after that. And but we had a gig there and got this band called the Oziers to open up. They were young hardcore guys and nice guys, and here they are running and spitting on us. Yeah. And so it kind of 
<laughs> I remember you. You see that, that we generally, I, you kind of, I go, where's your band? Which makes no sense, you know, if uh, you're just seeing this, but we had just saw them play with us. Yeah. And, you know, it was like, whoa, these dudes were like running in a circle so they could get their mouth wet again, you know? Yes. And then come back and fire <laughs> off another one and then run around. God. <laughs> see, that's that's the point I was trying to make. And it's so in funny. Seattle, where I came from, the punk scene in 81, 82 it was, was kind of art rock. Well, we had our bands. There was a band called X15 that was pretty hardcore. Yeah, I the, the, the there, was a, there was a group there called a Seattle Syndrome. They put out an album, a collective album of uh, all of the, the underground scene that was going on at the, the time. There's three bears from Bangkok. Oh man, I, can't I remember, remember the scene up there was yeah. like art rock. It, well, we had art rock. We had like red dress. Uh, they, they were uh, they were a trip, you know. And then, you know, we had some. Uh, you know, we had. You know who's from Seattle? It was the Screamers? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Oh, they, really? I think they, up I there they that. played as the Tupperware. I think they were on they that. They changed wow. their name when they came down here. And Al Ducci came with them. He's from up there. Yeah. yeah oh, the really? Mentors. I, I never saw him until I moved down here. The Mentors, no. but I saw him a, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I had this guy that I worked with at uh, uh, L.A. Weekly and Pasadena Weekly. He was a driver. His name was Rick Lomas. And he had a band called LSD, and he opened for them a couple of times. So oh yeah, I did I, too. Yeah, yeah. So did we. Yeah. <laughs> oh Bob man. Cafe. Oh, the cafe is exactly where I. Yeah. Okay. Oh, remember club? Remember you know what? Club how much you talk though? You, you saw Minutemen again. I saw the Minutemen Center. Uh, Actually, it's our second gig. That was the, the Minutemen second gig. Yeah. Uh, uh, I walked in. With my bell bottoms and my uh, long seventies hair, and uh, I didn't know what to expect, but uh, all ev everybody was like really just like going bonkers, you know, like the the whole mosh pit mosh thing pit, and everything. Exactly. And I was like, "Wow, this is pretty cool." And I remember uh, the singer from the Gears, uh, Axel. someone, Axel, right? This uh, someone stole his leather jacket, and he was really pissed off. Yeah, he, around his neck, he, he had a pendant, I guess, but it was a microphone. It was a huge-ass <laughs> fucking microphone that he drilled a hole in and put a chain on it. So this thing would, like, bang on his chest. <laughs> you know? So it was a live mic. It was plugged in. No. No? no. It was like it was a like jewelry, yeah. but it was a big fucking that's, microphone. That's hilarious. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. And so he'd be singing, and this thing would be, like, beat nuts. Yeah, but I remember that about the jacket. But, okay... Moving on a couple of years, um, I, I finally cut all my hair off and um, joined a punk band. And uh, I formed a punk rock show at the Dancing Waters. Oh, cool. You know, I had to go in there and I, f I forgot the guy's name. Al? Al, yeah. He was, from, he was a Portuguese guy. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, he uh, heard my spiel and he said, okay, you can set up a show. So I got the Minutemen, Salvation Army, and the Slivers. Right. And Slivers Greg Hurley band. And that Roger was, Burley. that's right. And he played the... Yeah, apple sizer. The wacky thing. <laughs> it's called the apple sizer. It was like a plastic apple with a microphone and some marbles in it. And then they put it through a phase shifter. So it was like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be swirling this and shaking this. Yeah. I still got the, the original flyer that I personally made for that gig. And um, 
This is when they still had the waterfall in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The right waterfall was yeah. in full effect, and yeah. um, <laughs> we were playing. It was loud. Yeah, I heard that. I read, <laughs> had a smell. I read that thing was dangerous. <laughs> it did have a, a, a lack because there was like moss. Well, you had electricity, you know. All <laughs> no, the, but there was here. moss growing. The, in the, the, water, yeah. the water was there from like nineteen twenty-seven yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that thing was really old. It's used in that movie *Raging Bull*. Yes, yeah, absolutely. That the has. Absolutely. Here, 14th of Pacific. Now it's a Latin Nortena. Some BLC there. So, Mike, I... Yeah, that was a couple years later yeah. after this. I went into uh, the Waters Club to see this band. They were named after a gun. They were like a Colt 45 or something like that. They were, they played Leonard Skinner songs and stuff. <laughs> and there was all these people there. They were a really, really good Not 38 band. Special. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Something like Same that. Genre, yeah. is it? When you said, yeah. And they were just amazing. And there was all these people there. And I thought, well, we can have a punk show here, you know? So I went, uh, about three days later, I went to go see Al. And I booked the very first punk show. And it went off, you know, fairly well. And before we knew it, all these bands were playing. The Circle Jerks. Oh, yeah. Fear. Wow. The Cramps. Wow. Oh, wow. when the Cramps played, oh my God, there was about, there was about 2,000 people there. A lot of people. There was he helicopters there. It wasn't there. just Pedro, a lot of people came from, from all over yeah. uh, Los Angeles and blah, blah, blah. Wow. And helicopters came, the cops, just, it was it was a whole scene, man. It Lux, was just Lux unbelievable. Just what, last year? Yeah. 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 A couple months after yeah. running. Wow. I never knew it had all that history, man. Um, yeah, he knew a lot about U.S. music. Roots who? music, Lux. Oh, he did, yeah. Yeah, big time yeah. into that stuff. Yeah. Cool. And, um, yeah. Um, I remember when the Vandals played at uh, the Waters. Uh, Steve-O, who is he no longer with us. Uh, he, he, he brought a bucket. He stole, he broke into his high school and... He stole a bucket of uh, frogs that, in biology, <laughs> biology exactly. <laughs> so he comes on stage and they start playing, and he starts throwing these frogs at everybody. <laughs> and so, uh, as the gig went on, uh, you're standing there trying to talk to some chick, and uh, a frog will smash you in the face. Because everybody just started throwing them at everybody, and then and then everybody started ripping the legs off and making earrings and and jewelry and stuff. Necklace. Oh man, that was hilarious. But yeah, that was the very first Dancing Water show. The Minute Man. I remember the stage was on the side. It was a little white yeah, railing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't where it is now. When you came in the hatch, it was. Uh, yeah. On the it side. was right to the yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. Let's play some music.
Watt from Pedro Show. Uh, we heard Gut Bug by Distorted Pony. Then Rollins by the Yokohomos. I think they're Australia, Perth band. The Distorted Pony was from 90s and... Uh, where were they? SoCal? NorCal? There you go. Oh, California. <laughs> First day of spring. Well, I remember them. They were playing around. I think they were from this area because I remember them playing around and they just got back together. Uh, and then... Uh, First Day of Spring by The Sheep Return. They're San Francisco. In fact, they're friends of uh, Devin and Nels. Good cats. And then The War Song by Sailor Alexander. Sailor, formerly uh, yeah. Stab City, no longer, now on his own. But he's from uh, Redondo Beach. And then Full of Regret by Danko Jones. This is the song last night I did uh, the... Uh, Cameo for the video. I played some guy working at the uh, bartender, and I tell uh, kind of like a big Lebowski style about Danko some rap. And then we heard uh, Twin Fever by Puny Human, which has twin brothers, which were making the sh shoot. It's down by Sixth Street Bridge. Uh, we're at the end of the first hour of uh, March 28, 2010. Watt for Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. March 28, 2010, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
una zattera. Sulla mia pancia. Il mio braccio pendente da un lato. Thank you.
I saved my stubs. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lot from Pedro Show. Okay, we start out the second hour with uh, all very interesting Skipper Jack. Yeah, maybe right. when I'm playing some music. Um, making a report, RE video, equal prolific quadrangle are all for now. Uh, this is uh, a band with uh, John Dietrich and Tholan McDonough. Uh, Tholan McDonough from this next band, Sigoti, which did Yes, the Border Crossed Us. And this is this band was on tour in Bulgaria and going, they had a gig in mm. Macedonia. This is during the war. Wow. The divorce thing in Yugoslavia. And uh, well, the guy thought, let's My put on a gig. You know, people are choosing to fight and get in this war. So if I put on a gig, maybe people say, no, let's listen to music what? and not have a war. What year is this? Early, you know, in the early 90s. Right. Oh, okay. Maybe 93 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they stepped uh, up. The uh, rocket launcher. Yeah. Mm. No, well, this is this is in the south part. Oh. They were all breaking up. Yeah. Okay. Right? The, the little republics, they were all going to yeah. be their own countries. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, they put the rocket launcher in the van and they wanted some heavy metal, the CD. And they didn't have any, but they let the guys through anyway. They played the gig. I got to, uh, when I was uh, recording in Italy and doing those gigs back in November, when the, the radio show where we're in the kitchen, yeah. that's Jacobo and Andrea, the two of the guys from this band. Eric cooking. All of these Italiano cats love cooking. They eat pasta <laughs> every day. We were doing the show, they were cooking up, we were chowing every time. So anyway, Tholum lives in San Francisco, and he's a piano player, and he asked me to join him and John in this project at the end of August we're going to record called, I don't know, they might choose another name, but this thing they did last November is called All For Now, and it's an improvised thing, we're going to do four gigs. Uh, John, of course, is in Deerhoof. You know them, San Francisco. I've band. heard of them, yeah. And uh, Believe ESP, we heard. They're, they're a wild band. <laughs> I just saw them open for Plastic Ono Bay. And then we heard One Night Cloud by the Weirweeds, and those, uh, they're going to open up for these four gigs. Do the album and play some gigs. Three in Texas, one in New Orleans. And then finally, El Guardiano de Faro, Lighthouse Keeper by Osanio Del Manaio. And that's the project I did with those two guys, uh, Stefano and Andrea. And they're mixing it right now. Mm. So I did an Italian album with the Italian guys. Which wow. Great. My mom's people are from That's there, wild. So, yeah. Was it fun? Yeah, it was. They're great. Beautiful. That's awesome. It was scary man. just to go. But like this project in August, I'm getting more confidence where you know, you've never played with them before or anything. You're just going. You, you went to Italy? Yeah. Wow. Did six gigs in an album. Wow. And just did it, you know. Yeah. In the old days, I would have been way too scared, but now I'm getting more nerve to do shit like that. God. So that's what I'm going to do this summer. Um, I wanted to get into... Oh, and, and that's uh, one of the first mixes of the album. They're mixing it this week. So. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're going to get together and play with people, why not get an album out of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have never had the balls in the old days, but yeah. more and more I'm getting more brave about that. Uh, now we started off with you uh, meeting D Boone and uh, yes. seeing these punk gigs and stuff. But you got into music before this, John, right? How old were you? Um, well, I was I was about um, I was about uh, I was about six years old, and my parents they were kind of like uh, stonerish, whatever. And um, 
they took me to a concert, me and my sister, and uh, we went and saw a Tower of Power and Credence Clearwater Revival. Wow, that's a good gig. Yeah. At the Fabulous <laughs> Forum in Inglewood. Yeah. And but they used to wear little togas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when uh, John Fogarty had uh, kicked his brother out of the band, and um, they were a three-piece at this time. And, and days. I think the album's Mardi Gras. I think so, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, John. Actually, Tom quit. I don't think. John oh, really? Kicked him out. Oh, okay, okay. Something happened there. Yeah. And they didn't uh, to this day. I, well, Tom is is gone, but uh, they never talked for about uh, yeah. twenty years or something like that. I don't know what happened, but um, bad stuff over the uh, fantasy label deal. Yeah, that it was a whole debacle. It was just uh, a nightmare, and um, they kind of thought John took over the band. It was actually Tom's band. Really. And then John joins, but John wrote all the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't know what to say about I it. I remember when the Minutemen played. Um, we did a bunch of Creeds. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't look now. Wow. I remember uh, the version you guys did Green of. Green River. Really? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. When I met D. Boone, that was the only rock and roll he knew. Wow. He didn't know any Who or Cream or anything like really? that. Really? <laughs> you heard about the Beatles and stuff, but all he knew was Creedence. So but I remember, learned all them songs. I always have this vision of the Minutemen playing. Um, it ain't me. Yeah, Fortunate Son. son. Yeah. That's the name, exactly. <laughs> and I remember, I always remember they used to do uh, Ain't Talking About Love. Oh, Van Halen. Oh, that was Not great. <laughs> so your no, first no, gig is, that was the Creedence. You're six years old. Yeah, I was so six what years old. Think? saw Creedence. I uh, don't really remember much except for John Fogarty's bright blue outfit. He was kind of going towards like an Elvis thing. Nudie suit. No flannels. <laughs> no flannel. No. Flannel was out the window. No. With Tom. <laughs> yeah. With Tom, exactly. But then uh, the first concert I remember was Paul McCartney and Wings at the Fabulous Forum, 1976. I was... Uh, Saw him at the Kingdom. I saw that tour in Seattle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that really hit me because it was, I was older and um, it was so you know it was just such a spectacle. It was so loud, and they had pyrotechnics and just uh, it, was, it was. This is a good show. So you wanted to play. So I said, "This is exactly what I want to do. No question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got a guitar. How old?" Uh, my first guitar, my mother bought for me at a pawn shop in Wilmington. Uh, I was about uh, 13. And it was a Fender uh, cop, uh, Stratocaster copy. <laughs> and, uh, I caught on to it really quick. You got an amp? Or did you just play that? I got an amp, yeah. At uh, that store in uh, Hawthorne, uh, that music store. Yeah, what was it called? What was it called, man? It was it was out oh, where Carson. No, it was in Hawthorne. Out where uh, Red Cross lives. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Uh, no, I was talking Carson Street. There was a Marshall Music. Maybe that was maybe that was it. Maybe. So I got so I got a, a Git box and um, I I was uh, I was kind of a prodigy. I I just learned really fast, you know. And uh, copy of records. 
uh, what? Copying records like. Oh yeah, exactly. I would play along with Peter. The Frampton Comes Alive and stuff like that. Exactly. Oh man, I worked my butt off. And then uh, so Randy and all these older cats, you know, they wanted me in their band, you know. And um, you know, I saw. I went to a bunch of concerts. I saw Queen at the Long Beach Arena. That was amazing. God, it was it was so freaking loud. It was just, <laughs> it was just so stupidly loud, and um, you know, and uh, did you make a band? Yeah, we or had did a band. you join a band? We, we I kind of made a band with Walter and Randy and everybody uh, called Stained Glass, and we played at a little my very first concert oh, gig that I played at was a dive bar in Terminal Island. Wow. The Chowder Barge? (laughs) That's the only place I know on Terminal Island that serves booze. It was like a dive bar from hell. It was beyond a dive bar. Chowder Barge. Just just a bunch of old drunks. And uh, um, it was a band called Stained Glass. It was just a cover band. We played UFO, Cheap Trick, um, Led Zeppelin, etc. And... um, uh, a bunch of fights broke out, of course, and um, I was just a little kid. I was like about 14 or 15, and I wore my mother's uh, turquoise velvet bell-bottoms, and they fit me to a T. <laughs> and uh, this, this old lady, this old drunkard, came up and grabbed my ass. <laughs> Nice too. I was like, wow, come on, man. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but, you know, we had a great time. Who was your first guitar heroes? My first guitar heroes, God, uh, Mick Ronson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely Keith Richards, you know. When I went to San Pedro High, I had a picture of Keith Richards that I glued onto my notebook so I can show everybody, you know. Look who I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely Keith, yeah. There was something about him, yeah. I just really What about writing your own songs? When did you start that? Um, I wrote my first song in probably like nineteen seventy seven, seventy six, something like that. And it was a, a heavy metal song, you know. It was a good song. I still like it to this day. What was it called? It was called Creeping Hustler. It's <laughs> <That's> a good <laughs> name. <laughs> But, but you, you want to play us a song, right? Absolutely. Okay. Let me get... Oh, where's my cord? You got an instrument, Mike? I didn't bring one, no. Uh, all right, so, I'm on the spot here. I got cords. And uh, there you go. later today, I'm going to be on the spot. I got to play improvised bass behind a movie. Oh, I, I watched the movie. The movie's from the 60s. A bunch of naked hippies and shit. Oh, yeah? Interesting. <laughs> oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> One lady is having a baby, and maybe a nudist comedy. I don't know. It's an artistic <laughs> an art type of film, yeah. you know? And uh, I'm going to play bass behind this in Venice, wow. improvise. And, That's going to be a joke. You can't shit her, but so everybody gets a turn to be on the spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday did the dose gig in the backyard. Thursday was an interesting gig in Venice with Perkins and Peter. I hadn't played with them in a while. And there was 
the stage is kind of big at this place. Uh, they had a big pole right next to me, and there was pole dancing. Three what, or four dancing? ladies were like doing pole dancing. <laughs> on it. Oh, the, pole the, the DJ you know, like spin was right yeah. behind me too, and the guy kept yelling at me between songs. Hey, play for the pole dancers! I said, "What?" <laughs> and I turned around and I turned back and watched Perk the rest of the time. <laughs> it was very strange. Oh wait, let me get an A. What do you need? Oh, tune it. Was it two when you buy it? There you go. I got tuner, piano. <laughs> you got a what? Keyboard in there. Prick oh. played so fast, man. It was an intense gig. Who? Steven Perkins. And my hands the next day were like, you know the Mickey Mouse gloves? You see Mickey Mouse's hands? Oh, yeah. The white gloves? That's what my hands looked like the next day. They were so swollen. Mike, I heard that you uh, got this award from uh, Bass Player Magazine. Yeah. God, that's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, very nice of you. Uh, who's life, your who's Lifetime your... Achievement Award, it's called. Who's your favorite bass player? I think James Jamerson, the guy on the Motown records. Yeah. I liked him a lot. Oh, right. that's right. You know, he's a big influence. Jack Bruce and uh, John Entwistle, Geezer Butler. I How liked. about, oh God, Terry Butler, man, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I what about, a lot what of about, stuff from him. Would you th I listen to the records. Yeah. Would you say that uh, Paul McCartney really... I like him now when I hear the bass lines, but in those days I didn't like him because everyone liked the Beatles, so I couldn't like him. Really? <laughs> what about jazz? It wasn't politically correct to like Paul McCartney. Well, of course, Mr. Mingus with his compositions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about Jocko? Uh, Marfusion. Yeah. yeah. I've never I heard like I've Paul heard... Chambers a lot. That guy was a monster on bass. Stanley Clark. But, uh, yeah. Oh, Stanley, yeah. Very good musician, but I wasn't attracted to Fusion.
in heaven by Wakina, uh, Cosmic Machine by Electric Eel Shock, Before I Leave by Metome, and Happy End by Tenko, some stuff from Japan. And, um... One, two, one, two, three, four! <laughs> Salvation Army CD came out. I mean CD, uh, the the single. They they said that I played like Mick Ronson, and I I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I was uh, flabbergasted. What were the names of those songs? Something something. Um, let's see. 
Oh, is it on there? Yeah, absolutely. Happen, happen. Happen, happen. Let's play that. Okay. Pedro Show. Uh, that was Happen Happen by Salvation Army, 1981. Uh, John Blazing on the guitar, Mike Curcio on bass and singing, and uh, Troy. Troy How? How on the drums. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour. A lot from Pedro Show, March 28, 2010. More on John's uh, musical saga. Yeah. <laughs> hour three, hold tight. March 28, 2010, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
horses are true fish the way they glide and the things they do sea horses are true fish with dorsal and pectoral fins and gills some of them are transparent never get caught in photographs
Watford Pedro show. Um, started the third off hour off with a bunch of bands from San Francisco with ladies in them. Uh, first one was Shitstorm with Quantum Mechanic. Then Take a Picture by Yes Please. Out of Body Experience by Grass Widow. I think I'm going to be playing with them in uh, beginning of June at The Smell. You ever play there? Downtown? No. No. Kind of the sound Never heard of it. <laughs> lower wing. It's been around for years. Really? It's kind of the Jabberjaw people. Oh, wow. On Pico, near where you live. i got to get down there. That was from the old days. It's kind of near where I play at the Redwood Barn Grill. That's oh, second I, I like Hill. the Redwood. I like yeah. the Redwood. I've been playing there once a month for last year. Wow. Uh, Seahorses by Pet Club and then Guardian by Eggs on Legs. Uh, now, John, uh, so you had the stained glass band. Yes. Uh, but then we just heard the Salvation Army at the end of uh, the um, second hour there, and uh, this is a band with Michael and Todd. And how did that happen? Uh, you talk about D. Boone, you know, here's a label I'm going to start with. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, see, back in the old days uh, when there wasn't any computers, we had uh, the recycler. Right. And uh, Michael had... Exactly, was a bunch of free ads. Exactly. He sold them in 7-Eleven. Exactly. Classic. Yeah. And, um, excuse me, Michael uh, had an ad um, saying uh, uh, guitarists wanted influences, uh, I think the Sex Pistols, the Jam, something like that. And I was like, wow, cool. So we, we formed... Um, so you called him up. I, I called and he was in Pedro. No, he was in Carson, and it was wasn't very far. No, it ain't far. And I had my Falcon, and um, so we started jamming. We looked for a drummer. We found Troy. Another Carson guy. Another Carson guy. His dad owns an auto shop um, over there in Carson, and. Um, <clears throat> So one thing led to another, and before we knew it, we were like opening up for the surf punks. <laughs> I remember at, those at, guys. at Alpine Village. Yeah, yeah. What was their big song? Yeah. My Beach, our Beach, Shark yeah, Attack. Yeah, My Beach, My Beach. Yeah, yeah. Only. it was a K Rock hit. Yeah, they yeah. they had a hit. Yeah. And he was like maybe the brother of the Captain and Tino guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> and, my um, Beach, My Wave, Go Home. Is that <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was called My Beach. I got the album, Locals Only. The song? Yeah, there was an album, I think it was called. I think the song's called My Beach. Okay. Yeah. If you got the album, go I, get it. Uh, vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I remember, it was, yeah, like you were saying, a K-Rock thing. It was a K-Rock hit, So yes. the open for them was a big crowd. It was, there was a lot of people there, yeah. And, um, yeah, it was... It was so, you know, uh, one thing led to another, and, and Dennis, you know, and you gave uh, gave us a shot and uh, put our single out. And um, I remember Dennis came to my apartment, and he said, here, John, you can have 10 copies, you know? <laughs> I said, all right, thanks, man. Well, it was Econo label, but they sold really well. New Alliance Records. Yeah, those, both the Salvation Army 7-inch. Sold really well. Sold out like that. And then uh, what I remember is maybe Frontier, Lisa Fratcher or something. Well, what happened was um, I ended up going to another band. But, uh, yeah, they they went on to uh, 
formed their band at uh, 3 o'clock, and they, they were on Frontier Records. Yeah, that's what happened. They changed your name. Because when you were in it, it was called Salvation Army. Exactly, yeah. Right. And, um, Who picked the name? Is that Michael's name? Uh, I can't remember, you know? <laughs> I think I think Probably Michael, I think Michael the organization, came up with it. I think Michael came up with it, okay. you know? And, um, then you left. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, you left Pedro. I left San Pedro, yes. And, um... Moved to Hollywood. Yeah, I moved to I moved to Los Angeles and. What band um, did you join? I joined uh, Motorcycle Motorcycle Boy. Boy yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. I was wondering if there was a band in between. No, but you went to them. Was there a band in between? Um, yeah, I had a band for a little while called Smart Bomb. Smart Bomb. And um, it was just a you know a, just a cheesy rock and roll band and. Um, um, Gilby, Gilby Clark from uh, various, you Tons know, of poses. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he tried to get us signed, and uh, it just didn't happen. So, uh, but yeah, I ended up in Motorcycle Boy, and um, um, you know, so I'm just. I now, what was that adventure like? Uh, it was pretty. God. <laughs> so it was a different kind of music scene, right? Yeah, it was, you know, I was looking for a more, a more of a New York Dolls sort of thing, you know. Thunders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, they recorded uh, a CD in New York, and Sylvain Sylvain uh, actually produced it. Wow. And um, I got to know Sylvain. I didn't actually play on the record, even though my face is on the record. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but you did gigs with them. Yeah, we played. I was in the, I was in uh, Motorcycle Boy for quite a while. I'm still in and out of that band, but um, yeah, Sylvain uh, Sylvain is is just great. Uh, yeah, I met him a couple times. I got to know him. He makes hats, good. right? Yeah, he does. Yes. And he collects baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does he live? Like Atlanta or something? God. That's what somebody was telling me. He, he was in New he York. He has an apartment in Hollywood, but he's kind of like all over the all over the place, you know? Okay. Especially since the Dolls, you know, have a new record. And, yeah. Uh, Him and David tour with different cats. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. But I play um, with him in Randall's Island in New York City. Oh yeah, and it, David could still sing just like old really? days, and I liked it a lot better than Buster Poindexter. Yeah. I mean, they don't have Johnny, they don't have Jerry, they don't have Arthur. Yeah, well, Johnny's son supposedly could play guitar. I I never is that right? I never understood why they didn't get his son to uh, join the band, but uh, wow, you know, yeah, his name's Vito. So. Um, yeah, so... Um, so what, what, what was that like? from The motorcycle boy? Yeah. Death? Oh, it was trippy, man. You know, we just... Uh, we just partied a lot, you know? And uh, we didn't focus on trying to get, like, a record deal or, and, and stuff like that. Touring? Touring, yeah. So, uh, but it was fun, you know? It was great. I still play with them sometimes when, um, you know... Uh, when their guitars can't make it or whatever. But um, Francois uh, 
the main, you know, it's his band and uh, the main boy, I, the, the main guy. Yeah, yeah, he's my he's my buddy. I, I hang yeah. out with him every day. Yeah, we, we were just playing baseball yesterday. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was it was pretty wild and and pretty fun. It was cool, and um, you know, but uh, uh, stepping back a couple of of uh, years. We had a band, uh, me and Louis Maldonado, yeah, one of the original San Pedro punk rockers. Right, right. We First had, bass player for Sacrament Trust. That's right. That's right. And he had a different name for a while. He was Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. I saw him at the Reactionary gig. Yeah, he was there. He um, had a band. Oh, Harry Carey. Harry Carey. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot about that. Yeah, we had a band. Alma uh, singing. Alma. Rich Wilder on the drums. Exactly. Yes. Is that that right there? That's it. Let's play yeah. this. Let's play yeah. this.
Watch for Pedro show. Uh, we heard a couple uh, things John was involved with. Uh, first was a pig hole from Harry Carey. Uh, what, what? When was this? That was uh, that was about 1983, 84. And it was some Pedro people. So this is like in between uh, Salvation Army and Motorcycle Boy. Yes. See, that's the band in between. I couldn't remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But Smart Bomb, I didn't. I don't. Did you make recordings? Uh, we did. Yes. But you didn't bring it. Um, I don't have them. Oh, uh, it was one of those things, you know. Damn. They we uh, we got a big push to try to get signed. Yeah. With Gilby and um, uh, the producer, he produced uh, Poison's first album. Yeah. What's, what's his name? Uh, Rick or uh, Rick Browdy. Okay. And they tried to get a sign, but uh, we we got a thumbs down from everybody. So. But yeah. Smart Bombs after Harry Carey. Um, that was after Harry Carey, yes. Because Harry Carey, these are Pedro people. Ah, absolutely. Louis and all of them. Alma and the whole gang. You know? We saw them at the. All of them were there at the. Yeah, we were all there, yeah. Last month. We all took pictures together, and we're talking about uh, getting back together. Well, Alma's got like a son playing. He's like she, she has her son, yeah, and she has um, she owns like a, a restaurant in uh, Redondo Beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a place to chow. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then we heard uh, the Strand by John uh, Blazin, uh, his uh, solo album called "Vamp Me Some More." Yeah, can I have this one? I'd like to play some more. Absolutely, Thanks I wrote more. that song about the Strand, where Mike and. Dennis and Greg played in a wrestling ring. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. Georgie. Georgie, Gregory yeah. Gregory was... Uh, oh, that's his brother. I, guess, yeah, I keep getting him mixed up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Marty Ferraro. I'm just looking at the credits here. Oh, yeah. It was just it's a bunch great. of... Uh, cool, you know, uh, rocker dudes that uh, jammed on it, you know. In Hollywood? In La yeah, Hollywood slash Los Angeles, you know, slash Los Feliz. <laughs> and uh, if you want to get some info on John, he's at uh, myspace.com slash blazingjohn, B-L-A-Z-I-N-G-J-O-H-N. Yep. So, uh, it's so great. Yep. Some people, they lose music, you know? Oh, yeah. I've lost so much stuff. God. You know? Or they just quit. Music was yeah. only a little part of their life, and then they stopped. Yeah. But you kept going. Yeah. As did you. I you did know? keep going. God. Some of us keep going. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, I mean, if we had a penny for every gig that we played, <laughs> God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Harry Carey, they, they made this demo here. Yeah. Yeah, Louis, uh, Louis Maldonado is, yeah. uh, he was one of the first punk rockers in San Pedro. Yeah. And, um. You remember him. Oh, you remember him? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Absolutely. Very yeah. early on. He was always cool people. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, a great... he's, he's younger than us. He came on a little later, but. And I remember his age. I think he was like one, the one of the first. He was like he's going to high school. 
yeah. as a punk rock. Yeah, as his, his hair was all See, cut off. we were already out of high school when it came. Yeah. He graduated in 76, so we thought he was pretty balls out. Yeah, it took a lot of balls to, to go to San Pedro High yeah. with your hair Very cut off. Very much a minority. Because people would, would actually uh, beat you up. Yeah, belligerent on him. Absolutely. But Louis could kind of hold his own. He yeah. wasn't mean or angry. No, 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 no. He's really happy-go-lucky, you know? Really creative, great bass player, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was a great band that we had, and um, you know, we might be we might be getting it back together. So we'll see. Like twenty seven years later. Yeah, thirty years later. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he still looks great. He still plays and stuff, and it's, he's got kids too, right? I think he does. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever did you ever had uh, any kids? Mike? No. Yeah, I didn't either. It's my songs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's it. And your adopted children, your bands. <laughs> but um, the guys I play with, yeah, I don't know what they yeah. want me to call them father. <laughs> father. <laughs> Maybe brother, but not father. There you go. Yeah, let's hear some more music.
Off for Pedro show. We heard Apologize Not by Goodbye Now and then Cut by Black Market Presidents. Crazy Dream from Friction. Early Tokyo punk band. And then Black Lagoon by Green Flames with uh, Narita san. I got to jam with him last summer in Tokyo uh, at a wedding. And the bride asked us to play Little Doll, Stooges song, and dance to Little Doll. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. And <laughs> it was a trip. They gave her a, a shaker, like a bean can or yeah. shaker. Yeah. She was out there in her wedding dress dancing to Little Doll. Oh, that's cool. And Marina saw me like blazing on the guitar. It was the most surreal thing. They wow. laid out all the chow all in a geometric design on the table mm. all the yeah it was a, it was a trip i'd never been to a wedding like that i haven't been to a lot of weddings period but especially one like that uh, was that super deluxe in the Rapongi part of town yeah and uh yeah very interesting <laughs> very sweaty there in the summer oh, and wow. they got these things these bugs called cicadas they call them semi and they got a sound, man. They got a song. They mm. they make crickets sound very quiet. <laughs> I, I first thought it was power tools. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> loud, loud. Yeah. Louder yeah. than the ones they got in the Midwest, you know, Kansas. You've probably been through those areas in Oklahoma in the summer. Yeah, I know they got cicadas in the Midwest. Seven now, what they do is, yeah, they bury seven years or whatever. Some of them yeah. longer than that. Yeah. They'll yeah. stay underground and then they come up for a little time. And they're weird looking. I've heard things. of those. They're, they're not, they don't look like grasshoppers. They look like creepy, kinda creepy like a, bugs. Kind of like a roach. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Like a kind June bug? Thing. Like a June bug? Maybe more like that. Yeah. Mm. And they're big. Yeah. Three, four Just, inches. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they're. Scary things, and uh, so uh, there, you know, the sweaty ass. Also, typhoon came on. Wow! So the rains can be really huge, just out of nowhere. Oh man! And it's still all hot. Yeah. Sort of like Hawaii thing. Did you? Oh, what kind of food did you eat over there? Uh, their kind. <laughs> their kind. Okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna go eat Burger King, you know, or something like that. Uh, their their chow is really good. Some oh, of it's cool. trippy. Some of it's a little slimy and. Yeah. A lot of it is, uh, I mean, they don't eat sushi all the time, you know. Tell, tell me, what was that yeah. sauce you were putting on that sandwich in that picture you sent me? You said it's not with kosho. And what is it, what is, I don't Yuzukosho is a... What's it taste like? Yuzukosho is a kind of citrus uh, pepper. Oh, okay. It's like panzu? Yuzu. Panzu? Kind of, kind of. Kind of. It's a kind of lemony tasting pepper. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's really good. And... Mm -hmm. uh, it's not really all that hot. It's not as hot as wasabi. It's much different. Wasabi's more like a radish, yeah. horseradish. This stuff's not like that. It's like a lemon taste and pepper. And I, uh, yeah, I put on that sandwich. In fact, that tube was given to me by Brother Jim, the bass man, for uh, 25 years old. Yeah. And play like a motherfucker. Yeah. I brought a band on tour for eight gigs. They'd never been to the west coast of U.S. Mm -hmm. Called Light. And uh, they're called Light. Yeah. L-I-T-E. I, I told them it was the worst name. They didn't know, you know, that <laughs> horrible like beer. Light beer. Yeah. Talk about light beer. Uh, I went and saw, you know, I told you I saw Tobacco Saturday. Tobacco? Or no, Friday. Tobacco. 
Yeah, that's a, he's from Pittsburgh. He's got a band called Black Moss Super Rainbow, too. But uh, there's some kids out in the corner. Hey, you want to buy a beer? And I was like, what, they want me to buy them beer from the store, you know? I said, how old are you? And No, no, we want to set, we don't have enough money to get into the gig. So we'll sell you this 40. I said, how much? And uh, whatever you want to pay for it. And I go, you know, the liquor store's right there. And uh, we, we need six bucks. That's pretty clever. So I bought a, a 40 from him for $6 to get into your <laughs> And it was Bud Light. No, it was tobacco. Oh, okay. Tobacco. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So that's I just wanted beer. to help him out. It's still in the refrigerator. I put it in the boat and I brought it home. And yeah, I didn't pound it right there. If I can drink it all, it's not good to drink and drive, right? Yep. Uh, but that was so that funny. Was you know, I just wanted to help them out so they could get into the show. Ah, oh, that was nice of you. Uh, so, uh, are you doing gigs with this solo stuff? Yeah, I have a I have a new band called Motor Star, and uh, you know we're uh, getting together. We're practicing and. Um, that's my latest project, Motor Star. And no recording yet, right? We haven't recorded yet. When you yeah. do, will you get me some? Absolutely. I mean, I'd yeah. love to come see you play. Oh, that'd be great. We could, uh, you know. Play together. Exactly, Okay, yeah. okay. That's and uh, I want to thank you for being on the show, John. Absolutely, Mike. Uh, Big honor for me. You want me to sign this here? Uh, I've, at the Rhodium Swap Meet in Gardena, California, I found... Um, the Politics of Time by the Minutemen, and I would be honored if you would autograph this for me. Okay, here, I'll sign it right now. And uh, the lady didn't know who, what the heck it was, so I got it for 25 cents. That's yeah. Awesome. Vinyls, used vinyls are getting a lot of money these it's days. It's in perfect you know? condition, too. Yeah. I'm going to do the right, grocery bag. Excellent. So thank you again, John, for coming on, and big success yeah. with the music. And Continuing your journey and great, uh, great coming down. Yeah, uh, Skipper Jeff, thanks for having us aboard. Anytime, man. And we didn't hear a lot from you, but thank you for coming aboard. That's been March 28, 2010. Watch for Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.